Yeah, actually. Thank you. I feel like I, my teacher's watching me or something. Okay. <laughs> Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the gospel for today, Jesus says that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We are salt and we are light. I want to be clear because Jesus does not say that we should be like salt or that we should be like light. It's not an analogy. He says that we literally are those things. You are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. So what does that mean? I like learning things. I thought maybe you might too. So salt is actually, this is what, a, what salt is, a compound composed of two ions, a positively charged ion and a negatively charged ion, and the attraction between these ions connects or gives a strong ionic bond that gives a salt that hard, brittle, crystalline structure that we see. The most commonly known salt is sodium chloride or table salt, that's right. Okay, so sodium chloride is one of the most stable compounds on Earth. Its chemical makeup is such that it cannot, it cannot be, oh wait, its chemical makeup is such that it, it literally cannot be unsalted. It cannot lose its saltiness and still be salt, okay? If it loses any of it, it's no longer salt anymore. It loses the essence of what it is. Like salt, as Christians, our makeup is such that we cannot disconnect our faith from our life without becoming unchristian. Without living out your faith into your life, you become something that is not a follower of God. So light. Light is a natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible. Light is how we can see. In the Gospel of John, which is not the Gospel we read tonight, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But here, the author of Matthew says, you are the light of the world. You are literally the light that shines in the darkness and makes God visible for all people. So what happens when we put something over a light? What happens when you put something over a light? It gets darker. It disappears. Sorry, Gabe, do you want to answer the next one? Oh, just a second. I'll ask it. Okay. What happens when you put salt in one spot, Gabe or Dominic or Damien? Oh, you're pointing to each other now. What happens when you put... Yeah, go ahead. It gets really salty, right? Yeah. Is Lily still here? Did she go out? Okay, she'd know the answer. Okay, we talked about this during our kindergarten class today. Um, so if we use one light in a whole room, if we only had one candle, it would be very dim, right? But imagine that if we spread out the salt and we spread out the light, what if the whole dish got a little bit of salt rather than one tiny piece? Or, you know, the whole road got salted instead of just one side? Or what if we used hundreds of candles all around the room instead of one big one? When we can spread what we have around, 
this essence of our being, it spreads further. The gospel of Christ spreads, and it reaches wider than we could ever imagine. We spread the salt and the light when we follow the commandments and share God's love in the world. And when we shy away from these obligations, um, we are not following what God has commanded. And so earlier today, if you happen to be here or on the non-existent Sunday school morning that we had, um, we are talking, so the second graders are talking about the Ten Commandments. And in that, part of what they're doing is going around and checking who knows or remembers the Ten Commandments. And so there's lots of them, right? Ten. It's kind of a lot. I'm sure not everybody remembers all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, I asked them earlier during our Sunday school time, and they got almost all of them without looking at anything. So it was really good. Um, so there's some commandments that seem pretty easy to understand, right? You shall have no other gods. Or remember the Sabbath. We talk about that as being rest. There's also some commandments that are pretty easy to follow, like don't steal or don't murder. And then there's some others that are kind of easy to understand, but they're actually kind of hard to follow. In particular, the Eighth Commandment is you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor or false witness or, um, or lie. And what Luther tells us about this commandment is that it means that we should fear and love God so that we not, do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him and speak well of him and explain everything in the kindest way. It's about gossip and not talking about another person unless it's uplifting them, always giving the benefit of the doubt. That is hard. I'm not just talking about mean pettiness, but also bringing others down and not giving others the benefit of the doubt, speaking of ill of those whose views oppose your own. Or those are the two commandments about coveting, how many of you compare your life or your house or your things that you have with what your neighbor has? Sometimes we confuse following the commandments with the promise of grace that we receive through faith and baptism. We share God's love by following these commandments, but we don't earn grace by doing God's good work. At baptism, the words of this reading in Matthew are often spoken over the baptized let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Dr. Eric Barreto from Princeton Seminary says that our good works are not ours. They do not belong to us, for we are not the source of such good works. We are only the conduits of God's righteousness. We're symbols pointing to a greater reality, signposts lighting the way to God's righteousness, not our own. We may serve as the light of the world, but the conduit of glory for such light is not us or our achievements. That belongs to your Father in heaven. And for me, this is a really great explanation because what we do as the people of God in the body of Christ is not to show off all of the things that we can do, 
Good works are the goodness of God with us serving as that connection between God and all of the earth. Dr. Barreto continues on to say that in verse 19, that there's sort of a rank, ranking system of sorts in the kingdom of heaven, and it depends on whether we live and teach the commandments or whether we reject the commandments and teach others to reject the commandments as well. Again, it's not a call to mere moralism, but a call to a life of trust in God. If we trust God's promises, if we stand grateful for God's actions, then we will bend our lives towards the life-giving ways God has called us to follow. Breaking a commandment is not just breaking a rule, but it's denying the promises and actions of God. When we teach others to do the same, it's not just leading them astray, but to forming their very being as children of God, whose promises and liberate, who promises and liberates and teaches us how to live towards an abundant life. The prophet Isaiah, in a reading for this week, speaks about the people of Israel, and he calls them out on trying to win God's favor by what they do, by their praise and their prayer and their fasting, for what they're doing is drawing attention to themselves. According to Isaiah, that's why they spend so much time in worship. They fast so that God will see them. They humble the, themselves so God will notice. They get so caught up in doing what is right that they forget God calls us into a life of justice. God calls us to be the light of the world, to share God's love with all the world, even if we don't like them even if we don't agree with them. Our actions of word through faith, of faith through word and deed and worship are important, but it's not what God is truly concerned about. <coughs> what is truly important is the transformative power of living into our identity as the salt and the light of Christ for all the world. God is not concerned with who is going to do the most or and God is, God is only concerned that we act as a connection to all people for his love and grace. Because like light and like salt, we need to spread God's love and grace around. Because we are the body of Christ, and it's our mission to share God's creative and redeeming love with all of the world. Amen.